Hey everyone, welcome to episode 3 of the informal program. Today, our look at the AFC Championship game between the Steelers and the... Excuse me? Oh, the Jaguars won? Dave, quick, redo the show. We need to redo the show. Live from a city in Southern California, this is the informal program. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, a Tuesday afternoon. Great to be with you. I'm Daniel West. Welcome to the informal program. As we keep going here, we're three episodes into the show. We're learning. We're growing. Dave talked too much in the last episode. Let's just be honest. He, he's nodding at me right now. He's, uh, he's going to try to control himself. Welcome into episode three, ladies and gentlemen. A lot to get to in the sports weekend. Let's start off by congratulating the Minnesota Vikings. That's right, Vikings. Well done. That was a that was a fantastic finish to that game. Vikings down. What was it two? It was two. Was it two? Was it three? No, I mean it wasn't. It was either uh, one or two. I can't remember. Anyway, four lead changes in the last three minutes of that game, and the Vikings are going to the NFC Championship game against the Eagles. That was that was great. I saw that game, and I was thinking when I saw Diggs make the catch. On the final play of the game, I was thinking, well, they're in field goal range now. And then suddenly I said, wait a minute, he's still running. Nobody's going to catch him. And he ended up going all the way and scoring a touchdown. So that is that is a fantastic finish. We, we need to keep ranking these football games. This is now in the top three, I think, of uh, football games we've seen. We had the Rose Bowl, the National Championship, and this game. So congratulations to the Vikings. A couple big announcements we have on the show today. Did you want to do them, Dave, or you wanted me to do them? I guess you can do them. You're the host. True. Well, how about, how about you take some of them, all right? So we have a couple big announcements on the show. We are moving up in the world just a little bit, you know, as we try to give you some quality radio on this show. All right, Dave, tell them the first big announcement. Uh, the Clippers finally beat the Warriors. True, but that's not... Oh, the other one. Yeah, the other announcement. We are now on iTunes. <laughs> That's right. Dave has been working behind the scenes with iTunes. We are on, we are on SoundCloud, so what's going to happen is we're going to keep doing the show on SoundCloud. We'll give you some behind-the-scenes stuff. If you're listening on iTunes, thanks so much for listening and subscribing. If you're on SoundCloud, you can continue to do that. So, yeah, we're on iTunes now, so you can find us. Just search for the Informal Program, and we're on iTunes now. Or you can follow us on SoundCloud at the Informal Program as well. If you listen on SoundCloud, we're going to have some extra behind-the-scenes stuff, probably, uh, you know, some kind of cut-for-time kind of SNL-style stuff. And maybe, well, we do have our promos that we made for the show leading up to episode number one, so those are exclusive on SoundCloud. But all the episodes of the show will be on iTunes. We have one more big announcement. I'll save that for after the break as we come here on a Sports Tuesday. So the, the Vikings game took up most of the oxygen of the NFL weekend. Patriots won, surprise, beat the Titans. That wasn't much of a game. And then after that, the Titans coach mutually parted ways with the organization. What do they call that? It's a conscious uncoupling. There's some celebrity word for that. It's uh, anyway. So he's gone. They need a new coach. And then we had the Jaguars game. We were joking about it in the open. Jaguars beat the Steelers. The Jaguars refused to die. And I think as someone who's grown up with the Jaguars not being very good. I don't remember that one season where they were decent. This is really weird. I was telling some people you know, who weren't that into football, I'm like, this is, this is strange. This is really like seeing a video game come to life. Like the Jaguars winning, possibly winning a Super Bowl 
is something that only happens when you're playing Madden. Like, the idea of them actually winning a Super Bowl is like, what? So we'll see. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to beat the Patriots, but it's very interesting. Very interesting. See the Jaguars still in the hunt. And then the Saints and the Falcons. We talked about Georgia last week. I'm not going to beat a dead horse and continue to talk about Georgia, but let's just say it didn't go well for the Falcons. And that last play of the game, well, for them it was the last play of the game. Fourth down, they needed a touchdown. The pass just a little too high. Julio Jones couldn't make the catch, couldn't keep his feet in balance. That was just kind of a metaphor for the Falcons as a whole. It's just like they're right there, but then they can't they can't close the deal. That's a deep metaphor. Thank you. Did I mention John Beanie's with us? John Beanie behind the glass, my wonderful engineer, also doing our drops for the show. We have added drops to the show. I don't know if you've noticed. We have our drop here. That's right. I hope he doesn't overuse it, though. Not like that's a problem. Yeah, he does overuse drops. Anyway, we used a lot of haze on the last show. Well, that's because you were just roasting the Georgia. That's true, I was. Anyway, so yesterday, as we're kind of moving along here, yesterday was a very important day. What was yesterday, John? Play the drop. MLK Day. That's right. We celebrated the life of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Great holiday. And we also played some basketball because that has kind of become the sport of the holiday. Like every American holiday has a sport. Like Fourth of July is baseball. Thanksgiving is football. And for... It's the NBA. That was a nice rhyme there. Thank you. That was that was not planned. That was not planned. Anyway, so we had two games last night. Well, I guess one game. I don't really think we can call the uh, Warriors-Cavs a game. <laughs> Warriors won that. Surprise. Uh, but I will say the Cavaliers did look decent. The Cavaliers looked decent. Isaiah Thomas. How about this, ladies and gentlemen? For maybe the first time in LeBron James's NBA career... He has an actual point guard. I don't... Okay, now now maybe I'm... Oh, what about Mo Willems? Mo Willems is the children author. You mean Mo Williams. Yeah, whatever his name was. Mo, Mo Williams, get out of here. I'm sorry, I mean, I'm sure he's a wonderful guy, but no. Okay, so am I missing someone? Who, who am I missing? We had Mo Williams was his point guard the first time around. He went to Miami. It was Mario Chalmers. Then he came back and... Well, well, he did have Kyrie. Yeah, but Kyrie didn't want to be there. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I guess he didn't. Anyway, okay, so so it, it, even when he had Kyrie, oh, I need a playmaker. I need someone to, to to make good passes. It's like LeBron, have you looked in the mirror, man? That's like I was telling someone. That's like Taylor Swift saying, you know what? I need a good songwriter to really have my career just go to the next level. I need a great songwriter. It's like, hey, anyway. So Isaiah Thomas, I'm sorry, I forgot about Kyrie. Well, you know what? So did LeBron. All right. All right. Enough enough from you, Dave. I love you. Go back to producing the show. Okay, so the uh, Cavaliers lost, but Isaiah Thomas looked good. He's going to be a good good point guard for them, even though he is 5'9", which is... You know what? I was watching the game. Kevin Durant almost jumped over him, like full-on Vince Carter at the Olympics. And it wasn't even like he was trying to show off. Like, he went up to dunk, and Isaiah Thomas is so short. Between seven foot Kevin Durant and five nine Isaiah Thomas, it looked like Kevin Durant almost jumped over him, just just straight up jumped over him. Anyway, so that was the first game. The second game, oh come on, folks, 
Come on. It was Rockets Clippers. The Clippers have won five straight. They're back in the playoff hunt. I'm wearing my Clippers shirt because why not? Every, every day I'm wearing a sports shirt. It was Dodgers last week. I think it was playoff Clippers shirt last week, and this week it's actual Clippers shirt. I mean, I'm a fan of both NBA teams in L.A. Anyway, so Chris Paul used to play in the Clippers. He's now on the Rockets. And there, was, there were rumors that he and Blake Griffin didn't get along very well when they were both on the Clippers. And last night was just the height of petty. It was like, how old are we? You had Blake Griffin with elbowing Chris Paul. Chris Paul, after the game, said he didn't pay attention to the tribute video. He was talking about defense with his head coach. Uh, Blake Griffin was throwing the ball off people. They're drawing on the sidelines. Patrick Beverly, who used to play in the Clippers, he's talking to people. Austin Rivers in a suit because half the Clippers are injured. He's yelling at people. It was just like, come on. I mean, I like the chippiness, but at some point it was just like, grow up. Like, it was playground stuff. Anyway, so that was that. We're going to move on in a minute to Beanie Factoids. John's got a few factoids. We're going to try it in the first half of the show because he's been working hard on getting better at that segment because if you've heard the first two, <clears throat> not very good. Last thing I want to say before we move on here, our top stories part of this show, the NFL has a problem. I know I'm always ranting about sports having problems and you know college football. I love college football. I love, well, I like the NFL. Um, okay. I've gotten into soccer recently, and as this show goes on and we get more into soccer season, we'll talk more about soccer, but I've been into soccer recently, and within the last few years, and they've instituted instant replay in soccer, and my question is, why can't the NFL have a system like soccer? Because what happens in soccer is you have one guy in a booth somewhere, you know, on site, he's called the VAR, the Video Assistant Referee, and his job is to make sure that goals really were goals, players were onside, they weren't offside, the you know fouls weren't committed, red card offenses weren't missed, that kind of thing. Here's how it works in soccer. While the play is going on, let's say a team scores a goal and they're trying to decide whether or not it's actually a goal. We're moving Beanie Factoids to the next segment. Again? Can you guys, excuse me, there's a talkback button, you don't have to do it on the air, thank you. Well, you just keep talking. You're like going right through the break. Okay. So? I'm just saying. Okay. Beanie Factoids will be in the next segment, all right? Hey, you're going to have to call them down. Can you guys have your production meeting off air or write a note and not just... Thank you. Anyway. I, I love you guys, but come on. Anyway. Well, now you have the freedom to talk as much as you want because you're not constrained by having to get Beanie in this segment. One day I will be in the A block. All right, thank you. Can you guys please? Done. You there's a door there. Thank you. All right. So yeah, great. I have three minutes to talk about this now because you, you're you're editing on the fly. Well, I mean, you. I saw you talking. I'm like, he's not gonna get this done in time. Go on with your story. Thank you. All right. So VAR, video assistant referees in soccer. So when a goal, goal is scored, let's say for instance in the uh, MLS Cup playoffs. A goal was scored by Josie Altidore, and it looked like he was offside, possibly, which means essentially, you know, we're not going to get into the whole the laws of soccer, but essentially, he has to be a defender has to be at least parallel to him. He can't go sandbag and stand by the goal, and the defenders are way behind him. So it looked like he might have been offside. What happens in the time that they're celebrating the goal? The assistant referee looks at the video, looks at all the different angles. In fact, they used the feed from the helicopter ESPN had. They looked down on the field said, nope, he, he was onside. So by the time the ball is in play, they know that it he was onside. 
Why can't we have that in the NFL? Basically, my idea for the NFL, I'm, I'm really curious about this. In soccer, while they're celebrating, while whatever's going on, somebody's looking at the replay. They do not really stop the game. Now, sometimes they do stop the game and the official looks at it, but they try not to. I'm like, why in the NFL? I'm seeing a guy score a touchdown. Like, for instance, in the Jacksonville game, you had Leonard Fournette score a touchdown. And it takes him three minutes to look at the replay. Why not, as soon as he scores a touchdown, why don't you have somebody just right there looking at a replay so by the time they kick the extra point or... Basically, I would like a 30-second delay at most and have somebody looking at it. Why do you have to stop the game to look at it? Why don't you just have someone looking at it already? I say that because you watch it on TV. You look at the TV feed, and before they've even started replaying the play on TV, we know, oh, it's it's a first down. It's not a first down. Why are they stopping the game to look at it? Just look at it while the game is going on. That's kind of my idea. So not, not quite to the point where, you know, they're stopping the game and going back and wait. But honestly, in the 15 seconds it takes for them to talk about it, why, not, why, why isn't someone looking at it? That's just, that's just me. I don't know. Maybe there's a good reason for it. Anyway. So when we come back on this show... That was beautiful. I, I, I think you should call the NFL. Do you have their number? I'll work on it. All right, cool. When we come back on the show, Beanie Factoids, as well as the Bagman News Report. Well, that's in the break. And we'll take some comments from our listeners. That's coming up on the informal program. Meanwhile, in honor of MLK Day, let us go to break with the Atlanta Hawks Choir. They do this every year. They have someone, they have a whole choir come out and do the starting lineup. This is so cool. All right, anyway, we'll be back on the informal program. Tonight's show is sponsored by Pillows. Now, maybe you're sleeping somewhere and you're just lying on a bare floor. That's very uncomfortable. Or you're using your arm. I do that sometimes. I did that this morning, actually. Woke up with kind of a crink in my neck. It wasn't very pleasant. That's why you have pillows. You can lay down on them. They're very soft. They're great on the neck, and you'll wake up with a much better night's sleep than you did if you just, you know, were on the floor or using a stone or your arm. Pillows, great sponsor of the show. The show also sponsored by Windows. We've also had this problem. Not the not the uh, the the Mac or PC people. It's a Mac. No, it's PC. Is it? Yes, Windows. Anyway, that has nothing to do with the spot. The point is. Windows. Let's say you live out in the middle of nowhere, Siberia or Alaska. I don't know. Anyway, not to offend Alaska. Windows are a great way to keep the cold air out, the warm air in, or in the summertime, the cold air in and the warm air out. Check out Windows. Now for the news. And now, it's time for the Bagman News Report. Here is Bagman. Thank you. Very much, ladies and gentlemen. From the newsroom, I am Bagman. It is official, ladies and gentlemen. Danica Patrick, Aaron Rodgers are a couple. The news breaking on uh, social media and NASCAR.com earlier today or sometime in the last week. It's been rumored before, but now we have proof. Ohio State wins. They beat Penn State in college hockey. It was a great game. College hockey growing in America. The Luge. And the bobsledding and the snowboarding going on in Europe, I believe, in a cold place as they decide who go to the Olympics. And finally, Andrew McCutcheon from the Giants, no, excuse me, from the Patriots, no, from the Pirates. 
for the Giants. I'm sorry. I need glasses. Now back to the show. Uh, welcome back to the informal program. Um, yeah, can, can someone go give him some, some teaching about news reporting and broadcasting? Because, uh, he really said he couldn't see the words. Okay, well, okay. Anyway, I'm sorry about that. Okay, so are they really dating? Yeah, they are. It's it, Look it up. Wow, that's that's surprising. What happened to Olivia Mudd and all that? I don't know. Anyway, okay. So real quick, we're going to bring Bagman in. Uh, Bagman, here we go again, was supposed to be covering the Patriots game. We were going to send him to Foxborough, fly him out there. He's going to do a report. Where did you end up, Bagman? I ended up at a, 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 a civil, no, it wasn't, it was a Revolutionary War reenactment. Which does involve patriots of a different kind. Okay. Anyway, so how is it going there, first of all? It's going great. Uh, the, the demonstrations are quite fascinating. I'm learning a lot about American history. All right. Anyway, so instead of talking about the game, which we're going to, just give us uh, your, your thoughts on the playoffs so far, quickly, because we've got to... We had a long show. All right. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to compare them to the Hunger Games uh, for people who are familiar with that book. So Jacksonville Jaguars are like a, a, someone from District 11 where they're, they're big, they're strong. Remember Thresh? Yes. All right. They're like Thresh. They're big, they're strong, but a lot of, uh, a lot of people don't really know about them. And now they're learning about them and they're saying, whoa, they're kind of scary. We might have to might have to deal with them later. Patriots are like one of the careers, you know. They've been trained their whole lives and every, they annoy everyone. They're like, oh, they've been training for this. We want someone new. The Vikings and the, who else is left? Eagles. Thank you. Uh, you have better weather wherever you are. Anyway, um, that has nothing to do with the report, Bagman. I know. I just wanted to point that out. All right. Thank you. Can you go on with the report? Yes. The Eagles. Yes, that's right. The Eagles. The Eagles and the Vikings are kind of like uh, two slightly injured tributes who everyone would love to really see, except that the Eagles are kind of the more grouchy tribute because Philadelphia is known as a you know somewhat rough sports town. But anyway, they're kind of like those tributes where it's kind of like, hey, we'd like to see them win, but now they're fighting each other and only one will survive. And they'll probably end up facing the career because we love Thresh, but the career is going to, you know. Thank you. I, I, all right. Uh, so any predictions for the weekend? I don't do predictions. You do predictions. Uh, yes. Uh, so as if you heard the report, <clears throat> Patriots and uh, either the Vikings or Eagles. Well, thank you. Uh, that's man. Go to Vegas with that one. Either the Vikings or the Eagles who are playing each other are going to the Super Bowl. Okay. Thank you so much, Bagman. I'll, I'll we'll talk to you later. Okay. It is now time for uh, one of our favorite parts of the show. Why did you say it like that? Well, you know. Are you laughing? Yeah, because it was bad last week. Yeah, anyway. It is time for Beanie Factoids. That's right, the part where John Beanie comes out from behind the glass and gives us his factoids. He got a, he's got a full list of factoids here. Number one. All right, number one, we're going to start with, uh, this is a crazy story. I don't know if you heard about this. Um, there was a, 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 a nuclear... Uh, bomb, no, it wasn't, it was a, please get this story right, it was a missile. Yeah, how'd you hear about this? It was on the news, the, the missile thing in Hawaii. Yeah, uh, they said it was a human error caused by someone, uh, pressing the wrong button. Yeah, you know nothing about that, do you? <laughs> yeah, um, and so it, it caused panic in the state of Hawaii, um, and people were concerned that there was a nuclear missile coming, 
But I did hear. Now, of course, the, the story coming out that it took a while for it to circulate in the news. But what I heard was that some people went on Twitter and immediately saw that there was nothing wrong. And I think within a few minutes, uh, the Hawaii government put out on Twitter that this is a this is a false alarm. Even though it said this is not a hoax. Uh, yeah, it, it said this is not a drill. But even though that that happened, uh, the 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 Twitter the government of the Twitter came out and said, you know, we are this is a mistake. Uh, be at peace. But, you know, a lot of people aren't on Twitter and they didn't think, hmm, you know what, in the midst of this panic, let me go to Twitter. And so it caused mass hysteria. But uh, the reason I wanted to talk about it is the update. The man has been reassigned, but he has not been fired. Yeah, I feel for that guy, man. I'm not, I've never done anything that big, but I've made some mistakes and I can only imagine waking up Sunday morning as that man. Unfortunate. Number two. All right, this is a little lighter and also on the sports side. Um, there's a bird stat out here. This is one of the craziest stats I've ever heard of. Bird teams, when now you have the Eagles, the Falcons, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals, when bird teams play each other in the playoffs, the home team is 10-0. and Seriously? Yeah. So with the win, the Eagles beat the Falcons. So when the bird teams play each other, I think NBC called it the home nest advantage. The bird teams who are at home are 10-0. and Oh, that's wild. Number three. Number three, this is another crazy story outside the realm of sports. Is this an actual sports beanie factoid, or is this just like whatever you're watching on the news? A little bit of both. Anyway, um, so there's a story floating around here that, um, no pun intended. Uh, don't, oh goodness. No, I didn't mean a pun, I just, oh man. This is going south again, isn't it? Yes. Oh. Uh, yeah, all right. Just, just, okay, all right. Just, just get to the report, please. You're making a bunch of really... Unintentional puns. Anyway, uh, a plane in Turkey, it slid off the runway, and it's hanging over a cliff, or it was hanging over a cliff. I don't know if we can you, – you can look it up, Turkish plane. Um, yeah, so anyway, it, it, it's over a body of water, so it's kind of like there's a beach in front of it, and then there's water, and so the plane is actually hanging over the cliff. Okay, is there any more to the story? No, I just – I was watching the news with the sound down. That's what I saw. All right. Can you please, like, research these? I would like to know more details on this. All right. Sure. All right, now to sports ones. Number three. All right, remember the name, Michaela Schifrin. Did I pronounce that right? Yes, yes, you did. Okay, she's a she's a skier. She kind of took over for Lindsey Vaughn, and she is an American. And I think she's won 40 events in downhill skiing. She won five in nine days uh, coming up on the Olympics. Now, of course, people kind of forget that in between the Olympics, they actually do live and eat and compete. And so in the World Championship, she's won a lot of events. Number five. I think it's number four. Wait a minute. One, two, three, four. No, it is number five. Number five. Yeah, I played the wrong drop. I thought he did. Lou Will. Like his Lou Will. Like his Lou Will. Lou Williams went for 50 points against the Clippers. No, he, he plays on the Clippers. He played, yeah, he plays on the Clippers. He scored them against. Who did they play? The Warriors. That's what we talked about. Yeah, the Warriors. Um... For the first time since 2014, the Warriors won in Oakland. Why'd you whisper? Just because I wanted to. Anyway, they won in Oakland. Uh, first time. Yeah, I mean, that's crazy. The last time they won, I think, you know, this isn't a joke. I think Donald Sterling was owning the Clippers. That's how long ago it's been that that was the last time they won. Okay, that was that was late, but it wasn't really a joke. Anyway, yeah, that that's crazy. Yeah, okay. And uh, the last one here. Number six. 32 days. That's how many days are left until the Daytona 500. Wait, I have another one, actually. Number seven. 
All right, we, we can't let this go this long. All right, anyway, hold on. Number seven, this is a good one. You remember our old friend Davin Bellamy? Guess what he's trying to trademark? All right, hang on just a minute. Oh, come on, guys. All right, I'll do it again. Davin Bellamy is trying to trademark. That's right, our good friend from the Georgia Bulldogs who yelled. Oh, you don't have it, do you? Anyway. Sorry. Anyway, can you go on? Yeah, sorry. He yelled, uh, be humble. Yeah, anyway. Uh, he yelled that at, what? What's going on here? I pressed the wrong button. Can we please move on? Yeah. Uh, he yelled, be humble, at, uh, Baker Mayfield in the uh, Rose Bowl game, and now he's trying to trademark it. All right, those are the Beanie Factoids. Thank you for that, John. I appreciate it. We do have a big announcement on the show, although I feel like going from that to a big announcement, uh... Kind of, oh, now you play. What's going on here? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, my foot slipped. Why are you running the board with your feet? I'm eating a sandwich. Okay. Don't get your feet off the control panel. Thank you. It's not a control panel. It's a board. I thought you went to school for this. You know what I mean. Get smart with me. Anyway, big announcement on the show. Last week, got to meet with Mr. Daryl Dunn, who is the... CEO and general manager of the Rose Bowl, through no help of yours, Dave. Well, I mean, you know, I can't produce everything. Yeah, the producer can't produce everything. <laughs> anyway, so I was able to get in touch with him and say, hey, can we have an interview? And so we do. So coming up next week on the show, about six minutes with Mr. Daryl Dunn, who is the CEO and general manager of the Rose Bowl. No joke. I'm looking forward to that. So tune in next time to the informal program for that. All right, before we head out of here, we are going to save the best for last and take some of your listener thoughts. We just got a letter. Okay. Well, that's what they did, though. That's what they would open the letters and. All right, please. You're going to have to go behind the glass with Beanie if you keep this up. Anyway, got a couple of thoughts on, you know, some questions about sports and whatnot. Uh, one of them here. You know, what happened with the Saints' safety? Uh, because what happened at the end of the Vikings game, what is his name? Diggs, Stephon Diggs. Thank you, Dave. See, I'm glad you're out here. Stephon Diggs made the catch, but there was a Saints' safety who had a chance to tackle him. And what happened, it makes sense. You know, it's unfortunate, but it makes a lot of sense what happened. He was trying to tackle Stephon Diggs inbound so that the game would end. But unfortunately, he just missed him and kind of slid under him. So he was trying to make a tackle. It was a, it was a tough play. I mean, he, he just instinctively just lowered his shoulder and tried to tackle Stephon Diggs. And Diggs was just like, nope, and just kind of slid out of the way. So, I mean, that that's rough, and he's going to have to live with that. And that's unfortunate because, you know, he didn't mean to do that. All right, and the last question here. This is a good one here. What do the Steelers have to do? Uh, what position do the Steelers need to draft well in to have a successful season? I think they're in the last 10 because they made it this far and they were one of the division champions. I've heard, I mean, I think they can be in a good position where they are in the draft. But one thing I have heard is you had the the injury to one of their linebackers. And it's going to be, we don't know how well he's going to, to, to be. 
so they might draft a linebacker at that position or Ben Roethlisberger isn't getting any younger so they might draft a quarterback in that position as well so we'll see but I think they can be in the same spot and do that although I have heard some craziness that Mike Tomlin they want to fire him that's ridiculous anyway it's been a great show for Dave and John I'm Daniel West we'll see you next time on the informal program all right as we wrap up the show wanted to just uh Talk about Keith Jackson for a moment. The broadcaster died over the weekend. And I was fortunate enough. He was big in the 70s, 80s, and the 90s for ABC College Football. But I was fortunate enough to really catch him at the tail end, I think around 2004, 2005, when USC was successful. And I got to hear him. Great, great broadcaster. you know. And I think all the great broadcasters, the one trait they have is that they're themselves. And Keith Jackson was no exception. He nicknamed the Rose Bowl the granddaddy of them all when you hear that. That was Keith Jackson. And even though I am a USC fan, I'm just kind of born a USC fan, still his call of Vince Young scoring a touchdown in the Rose Bowl is one of the great broadcasting calls that I've heard. And I really cannot get enough of hearing it, even though it happened against USC. So Keith Jackson died at 89 years old. Rest in peace, and uh, lost a great one. We'll see you next week.